0: Thank mm-hmm. you. Happening, everybody? Welcome back to the Compogies podcast. Hopefully everyone enjoyed episode 82 and our wonderful interview with Frank Gogol from SourcePoint Press. Sir, thank you so much for jumping on the podcast with us. So here we go. Episode 82.5, episode 83. We're doing a Strictly Sports. Just a little quick hitter on this weekend's upcoming sports. Gentlemen, again, I mean, I you know, I have to ask you because I really didn't get to ask in episode 82. How are you guys doing?
1: All is well, brother. Nice Thursday night. Going back the the previous episode, the interview with Frank Gogol, definitely check it out, guys. It was awesome. Frank, a lot of great things coming out with him, a lot of good uh, projects. Thank you, Frank. Always appreciate that. But life in general is good, man. Uh, family's good. You know, sports, comics. The comic bookies are alive. Everything is good. Mark, how's it going, my man? Man, tell the fans what you really got.
2: You got that iPhone on wheels, man. There it is. (laughs) There it is, man. You took me for a ride in that thing. It is nice, man. It's just uh, I still like my all-American Ford (laughs) (laughs) Mustang. There you go. Until Elon can get Tesla running in a NASCAR. But no, I mean, you never know. The future might be closer than you think because supposedly – I know that NASCAR, unfortunately, I mean, pains my heart, but I know they're going to be experimenting with regenerative type of engines, um, somewhat of kind of like what your Tesla has, Sean, I guess, where you mentioned that, oh, I I barely have to step on the brake and it just kind of just start the motor brakes. And as it's doing that, I believe it's like, charging batteries i don't know it's way above my pay scale but hey (laughs) congratulations sean it's a beautiful car you fit in with all the little techie nerds out here in the bay area now man how do you feel brother
1: uh you know i just want to bring a little change to that i know there's definitely a stigma for a while i mean let's be honest oh tesla oh damn but you know what if it's fitting with the techies and so be it i mean i love it it makes me happy you know That would be crazy, though, if good old Elon came out with the good old Tesla car. I wonder how that would shape up with all the NASCARs. It'd
0: be like it'd be like uh, what cars three or uh, (laughs) exactly with that Jackson Storm or whatever who's going like, you know, he's going like 211 miles an hour breaking records. That'd be insane to see that. Cousin Elon just needs to come out with that
2: $25,000 model that he's talking about, man. Because, <laughs> yeah, uh, hey, for commuters out here if traffic in the Bay Area, it does tend to start to pick up a little bit more, as we all know. Uh it already has. You know, it has. It has. I mean, I don't see it too much being over here more kind of in the heart of the Bay Area, but I've heard it has pick, picking up. But um, if it picks up even more... A $25,000 uh, Tesla might sound a little intriguing to a lot of these commuters over here in, in Northern California, man.
0: Yep. All right, boys. Let's get into the sports. So a uh, little quick hitters. We're going to get a little bit of NFL. Um, you know, just before we get into actual week, uh, what's this, week five now, uh, couple, you know, reschedules. You have the Patriots game going to be rescheduled for Monday. You got the, what, the Bills and Titans are going to be playing Tuesday. So what we were talking about last week is definitely coming to fruition. Sean, um, I read a little, art, not an article, but what Yahoo sent me and all of our fantasy points are going to count for this week's uh, points. Um, And then when the Steelers and Chiefs play like week six or seven, then that means that they're going to count for that week. They pretty much counted um, week four three or four. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. It wasn't the chiefs. It was the Titans and the Steelers. Yeah. All, they counted that as their bye week And then so like week six or seven, whenever that rolls around, those points are going to be counted for them. So at least, you know, it, it sucks for us fantasy guys who have money, like a season long money, like riding on it, but at least we'll, we will end up getting like a full season of, of Juju Smith Schuster and a full season of Derek Henry and James Connor and whatnot. So at least we're not kind of getting cheated out of uh, potential points.
1: Well, it's good that they're finding ways to balance it out. We knew going into this year, just sports in general, there's going to be a whole bunch of alterations, baseball, 60 games. Mm -hmm. Obviously, NFL, you know, 53 players, including all the coaching staff, they got to find a strategic way without a bubble to try to limit the cases. And fantasy, I mean, it's all fun and games, but we do have some money invested in the competition aspect. So it's good that they're finding ways to maneuver the schedules for teams. And as a sports fan, how can we complain, guys? It's more football. I mean, knowing I got Monday night, Tuesday night, Thursday night, two days later, then some good old NCAA football on Saturday and right back to the NFL on Sunday. I mean, yep. it's America's sport, so who's complaining?
0: Yep. Okay, so we just
2: had... Oh, go ahead, Mark. I was going to say, let me ask you this. If more of these cases and all of this malarkey and you know stuff starts to pop up with uh, teams practicing in high schools and losing draft picks over it and whatnot, do you think that the league, or in your opinion, what do you think should happen? Do you think that – we we had this discussion in Major League Baseball, right? Do you lose games? Do you extend the season? Do you not have that bye week between the championship games? Uh, what do you guys think in your guys' honest opinion?
0: Well, I think, I think especially – I don't know. They have to plan for – possible postponement you know a possible super bowl that's supposed to happen you know on x date but it's not going to happen for three weeks later you know especially when you have more playoff teams they have to get ready for it. they have to get ready for the unexpected you know anything can happen we've seen this we've seen this I'll in t- 2020 you know I'll, so so they have to be ready for
2: anything i'll tell you one thing that's not going to happen the super bowl and the daytona 500 on the same sunday that for sure so ain't gonna happen. Damn sure better not. So whatever sure, the, te- too so whatever the, the te- same day, I know. So whatever the TV partners have to do, I guarantee you that that's not gonna happen. So, uh, well,
0: but yeah, if I mean, Super Bowl on Fox. Especially if it's Super Bowls on Fox, it's not gonna happen.
2: Oh yeah, but I think that if you are one of the teams that got caught up with COVID and kind of, you know, if you were one of the teams that played it safe stuck to all your P's and Q's and did what you had to do. But now you get into the championship game, but you miss that by week because the NFL decides to cut the season short because of the Titans and, you know, what, what not. Uh, even the Raiders, I guess, Cam Newton's out. Uh, I don't know, but this is going to spread. Who knows? You can say Cam gave it to the Raiders or Raiders, but who knows, man. But all I know is that, the teams that are trying to stick to protocol and the teams that are trying to, you know, do it right and, you know, play play by the rules. I think that they deserve to have that week if they do make it to the championship game. Right. I think it's kind of, I mm-hmm. think you have to stick. Uh, what did I hear, guys? I heard that in a, whatever how long the leagues ever happened, that there's never been a forfeited game or whatnot. So to, yeah. to, to let it happen this year. I mean, it's kind of unprecedented. We might have to lose a week here or there or at an extended week, but uh, let's make it happen because, I mean, it's been fun so far, if you guys can agree.
1: Uh, it's definitely been fun. And I did actually see the extra stipulation, assuming the Titans have to forfeit that game. The Bills players will not be paid because they technically did not play. So, I mean, I admit, I'd be a little pissed. Of course. Of course. I mean, oh,
0: wow. it's, it's course not the, about the, the money, billion dollar. Again,
1: it is their job. So, I mean, there yeah. are certain incentives like. Hey, so did
0: the Milwaukee
2: Bucks not get paid when they forfeited? Uh, actually, they didn't forfeit. They, didn't they, ended up
1: they just
0: postponed it. So You're right. You're right. Yeah.
1: They didn't yeah. forfeit.
0: So, I mean, I think that the, uh, you know, I think the NBA w- was more willing to work with those players than the NFL is. The, the NFL is. Uh, Business. Business. Uh, they're a bigger stickler for the rules and, uh, you know, to, to hold on to, to, to that Dave Chappelle gift to hold their dollars, you know, close to them. So, But I do agree with you, Mark. I do uh, believe that the teams that stayed healthy and played well and were a- awarded that buy, I think they should that they should be awarded. I think that they'll have to postpone it however they can to have at least the playoff schedule run as it should. So – so we'll so we'll see so getting into week five what do you guys think um Mark uh kind of listened to you but my season long pool I did win tonight's game uh with the Bears covering a four and a half point spread and actually beating at home the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 20 to nineteen but uh going into some of these other games on what Saturday I mean not Saturday but Sunday Monday and Tuesday what do you guys uh seeing for this week
2: you got Arizona at New York, Carolina, Atlanta, Jacksonville at Houston, uh, Las Vegas at Kansas City. Mike, I know it pains you to hear that Las Vegas, so we'll just leave it at Raiders at Kansas City if that (laughs) helps you out. But the Rams at Washington football team. The Eagles with that lock of the year. I'm sorry, Sean. But, yes, I did come in before I even knew who Philly was playing. Sunday night, right after they got their butts whooped uh, on Sunday, I said, I don't even care who Philly's playing, but they're going to cover next week. And Mike can attest to that. The Finns are at the Niners, Sean. Uh, I can see probably uh, a a win for the Niners there. But uh, Colts, Browns, uh, Giants, Cowboys, vikings seahawks chargers saints and uh yeah what have you guys uh if you guys want some lines on these games if you guys just want to talk about them yeah i'm excited i mean i think that i think kansas city's gonna probably bash in the raiders unfortunately uh we got uh good news coming out of practice mike for our raider fans if you want to tell them about uh the offensive lineman that is practicing
0: again who's that incognito Oh, Is was it, it Brown? Trump, Trent. Oh, Trent. that's right. That's right. Yeah. Trent Brown. That's right. Yes, that's right. Cause, uh, actually you're right. Cause Incognito, he's on like the IR. He's gone for like three weeks. You're right. Um, I mean that that's good news. Um as far as... 11,
2: 11 and a half guys. The number's kind of inflated if you ask me. I'm sorry. You're almost at you're almost at two touchdowns. This is a rivalry. We know how the it? AFC West likes to play close games. Unfortunately, Mahomes doesn't like to play close games with anybody. Don't
0: know what close games are. Now, granted, now, <laughs> now granted though, so I have a 13 and a half point spread locked in on my pool. So I'd be willing to kind of take the Raiders, but you know what me and Sean can attest to this. We've been to a Raiders and Chiefs game At Arrowhead, where, now granted, it was in December, but the Raiders got the snot kicked out of them. The Raiders don't really, as far as I can remember, they've only a handful of wins in Kansas City. The the games in Oakland, on the road for the Chiefs, have been a lot closer. They had that great Thursday Night Football game a couple years ago where the Raiders won at the very end of the game. Uh, Dude, I don't know. I'd be... uh, my pessimistic ass would even take thirteen and a half for the Chiefs. Them going on the road, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I, th- I think the Chiefs playing such a close game last week. I think they're pissed. I think Mahomes is going to go silly. I agree with you on that.
1: Uh, I think the Raiders have been playing very good this season. They did lose versus Buffalo at home, undefeated Buffalo. I thought they're a great team. It was only a one-score game, but going up against the Chiefs, I just think that not only do they beat teams, they kind of just like kill your spirits. And I think it's one of those games attesting to what Mike said. We did go to Kansas city. They're not going to have the fan capacity as it was when we were there, but going against a Kansas city team, that did just win the super bowl. And it seems like they're only just getting better. The Raiders might be able to stick around, but I think the chiefs, you know, covering an 11 and a half point spread, which we have on Bovada and 13, which Mike has, I mean, I, I think it's, kind of if like they, a
0: guarantee if they don't if they don't turn the ball over three times like they did last week and only lose by one score then then they can keep it close this weekend but if Carr has those little s- stupid fumbles not throw the ball away and if you know if, if Waller can hold on to the ball who knows we, they could have been sending the bills to their first loss it's just oh, man the defense just sometimes and i and i'm afraid because the Chiefs have a lot of those trick plays you know, uh, what what did it? Mahomes scored two touchdowns where, you know, the wide receiver was, was running across the field in motion and he just hiked it and just whoop, just flipped it right to him. Two touchdowns like that.
1: Trick play, big play. And it's all that speed, man. And I mean, going to what you guys said, Trent Brown practicing, Ruggs is practicing. So at least the weapons will be there. Yeah. And I think it would be a good testament to how the Raiders are going to be the rest of the season. I mean, I've been big on them, definitely being a lot better than they were last year. And despite their record being two and two. Like, I think they are a lot better because they have stuck around in every game. They've been showing that, hey, you know, we're not going to just go get our get our ass whooped every game. Not seeing this. You know, what's been happening the past few seasons, but a lot of those games that we had no confidence in the past few seasons, they've definitely shown a lot different this year. So, hey, maybe we'll be eating our words and the Raiders can stick around. Who knows? Maybe even come out victorious. I mean, imagine that. You guys go to Kansas City and come out with a victory. That's
2: she- Sean. That'd be huge. Sean, is Jimmy GQ coming back for your San Francisco 49ers? Uh, laying he did nine at today home. with laying nine.
1: So Sean, I think.
2: Are you willing to lay nine with your team against the Finns? Well, Fins? after a
1: loss and us getting Mostert back, hopefully, Jimmy back. I mean, there's no doubt we're way better than more than nine points in Miami. It just goes back to injuries. I mean, it sounds cliche, but at one point. I think last week I was able to see that we were down nine starters. And it's NFL starters. What uh we talked about in the past interview with Frank Goble, who is also a Niner fan. He mentioned we're down to like third and fourth string linemen. And that's a fact. I mean, I'm a diehard Niner fan. I, I know what I'm saying. So do I think we can cover nine? I think it's going to definitely be a get back game. So I see us winning that football game. Nine, you know what? I will say that the Niners will win by nine. I mean, they might have Fitzmagic over there in Miami, but I think we're pissed, man. I mean, they don't really lose two in a row these past couple of seasons. so
0: Yeah, I mean, especially I would probably lock in that nine now, especially if you're confident that Mostert and Jimmy G come back. Because if those two guys come back, I can definitely see them winning by double digits. If they don't, then they could be possibly in trouble, maybe not to lose, but to cover.
1: And I think Garoppolo is the more important out of Mostert. I mean, Mostert's going to, I think, more cement it. But, I mean, with the way Jerick McKinnon's been playing, he has five touchdowns already this season. Jeff Wilson's playing all right. IUK certified stud with Kittle and Debo back. I mean, the weapons are there, guys. We obviously lost a little confidence in Mullins last week, but let's yeah. just slowly get healthy and hopefully, you know, just kind of build our way up to where we think we can be. But going Shoot. into these other games, is there anything else that stands out to you guys, Mike, Mark?
0: Um, I'm looking at this Colts Browns game. The Colts are in Cleveland and I have, I have even right now. So pretty much a pick I don't know, man. I, I think the Colts are a more consistent team than the Browns because the Browns have shown, you know, they just, just totally dismantled a crappy defense in, in, in Dallas. But I don't know. I can see the Browns kind of like this game, even at home, kind of coming back down to earth and just the Colts having to win the game. I don't know. I'd be willing to I – th- I think I'm, I, I would go Indianapolis on this game. Indianapolis, Mikey, you
2: are looking at about a pick 'em game. But hold your horses, man. Cleveland putting up, I believe, 49 down in Jerry's World last weekend. And, uh, you know, I think that one of you guys might have had Odell Beckham on your fantasy team, on the yeah, mediocre uh, – Sing <laughs> it loud and proud, Mike, because I yeah. was getting the text – I was getting the text. I'm not a fantasy guy, but you know, I'm all in for whatever has to do with getting a little bit of money.
0: So sing it loud and proud. Mike. I mean, I mean, Odell Beckham jr. Like, man, I text you guys. He must've gotten pooped on the previous night. Cause he was going silly you know, he, he was catching pa- passes from Baker Mayfield. He was catching passes from Jarvis Landry for touchdowns. Uh, a really good game from him. Unfortunately, personally, uh, it wasn't enough to beat, uh, our boy Steve. Cause Aaron Rodgers. uh, out-dueled Patrick Mahomes on Monday night as far as points is concerned. But that's for a later date. Um, But yeah, you're right. I mean, they can put up points, but I'm just afraid that they, you know, 49 points, they kind of, uh, you know, blew their load. And then, you know, they might not score, you know, even half that this weekend.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't know if they can score half that, but I'll tell you one team, Mike, that I'm really looking forward to laying my money on this week man there is no team that is a comic booky fans non-fans newer fans older fans comic fans entertainment fans sports fans whatever just listen to me go to your closest sports book call the corner guy do what you got to do well, listen to me right now there is no bigger junkyard dog i mean this is the biggest i mean this dog right now He's not a dog this week. Don't get me wrong. They're favorites this week. But it's a junkyard dog, man. This dog is battered. It's bruised up. It's ready to fight. It just, you know, it just fired its owner. Has, wants nothing to do with it. The GM, the owner, they gone. You know, players are gotten fights with them. And what I'm trying to say, man, is you got to look out, man. Because the Houston Texans are going to get their first win this week. Yeah. The Houston Texans, Sean, Mike, they're getting their first win this week.
0: they covering five and a half?
2: I see that number. You're right on it, Mike. Five and a half. I like it. Jacksonville, you know what I see? I think that they're one or two players away from being just a horrible team in the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes trying to, you know, I mean – I like Minshew. I do. You guys could probably say that you guys like him as well. He's he's been pretty decent coming out of Washington State, but Jacksonville is going to Jacksonville, and you got a hungry team in Houston that probably hated their coach, hated that GM, and he's gone now. So this is new life, new new a new breath of fresh air for this team. And five and a half, you're getting just you know you're you're. You're getting that free hook on less than six, so I'll take him, man. I think that Deshaun Watson is going to prove something today. I mean, not today. Sorry. By the time you guys listen to this, it might be today. But, <laughs> it might be today. Uh, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is Deshaun Watson, he has something to prove. Five and a half, lay it my lock of the week. And don't sleep on Joe Flacco. Sorry. Sorry. But New know. York Jets, they, they're they a dirty dog, too. And uh, the Cardos, they might have uh, gotten an easy win first week over the Niners and Washington football team. Second week, uh, they might not be as good as we think they are. So second week on the road, they lost to Carolina. They're laying seven and a half on the road in New York. Flacco, he has a Super Bowl under his belt. Do
0: not sleep on the New York Jets this week. Let's go, man. Uh, Sean, what about uh, the Eagles? They came into Santa Clara and they beat the 49ers last week. But man, with that defense in Pittsburgh, man, seven points. I would definitely lay seven points for the Steelers this weekend.
1: Well, the Steelers had an extra week to rest and they playing some good football. I mean, Big Ben, he's putting up touchdowns. I think two in two of the games, three in one of them. Yeah, James Conner, who has back-to-back 100-yard games. He's playing good. And just that defense, I've been saying it, that defense is probably the best in football. They're elite at every level, the D-line linebackers and the backs. The Eagles, you know what? They won last week, and a lot of that game we kind of gave to them between turnovers and just a lot of miscues. Uh, there's no way in hell they go into Pittsburgh and they keep that game close.
0: Yeah, Rather, Alshon
1: plays or Deshaun. I think mm-hmm. the Steelers are going to just stump them.
0: Yeah, I mean, if – the defensive line for Philadelphia is pretty stout. They're pretty good. So if Pittsburgh can protect Big Ben, have him sit back and just, you know, throw him up, you know, to Juju and, and and whoever else. Yeah, I think the Steelers can definitely take care of Philadelphia and cover a touchdown spread.
2: Yeah, I can see that happening as well. They're hungry to get back on the field. Uh, Philly, they are who we thought they were. They got that win. They <laughs> needed it. But I mean, this is the the, bad, the battle of Philadelphia. So, um, I mean, anything can happen. And hey, we know in the NFL, laying a touchdown plus the hook. I mean, I don't know, man. Did, did Philly find something in San Francisco that they can bring back with them to the East Coast? I don't know. I'm kind of with you guys. I'd be looking to try to get at seven or less at seven and a half. It's probably a stay away from me, guys, although it seems that Pittsburgh is going to be pretty healthy. Uh, I think that T.J. Watt, he's questionable, but uh, he uh, is a non participant in Thursday's practice. We'll see what happens with him. But, yeah, I think uh, it might be a stay away from me unless I can get them under a touchdown, guys.
0: Okay. What else? What other games look good to you guys? Um, Mark, I, I don't know why, but um, ESPN isn't giving me a line for the J- Joe Burrow and the one-win Bengals going into Baltimore. Is that because they, they can't calculate a high enough number <laughs> for the spread? <laughs> I think uh, going into
2: Baltimore this weekend, how come there's no line? Oh, no, I doesn't have a line either, yep.
0: Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh also- I know
2: why there's no line. Sorry, sorry, sorry. There's no line because um, Mr. Uh, number Eight, uh, Lamar Jackson, not participating in practice. They do not uh, know about his uh, status right now. I do not think it's COVID related. I think it might be somewhat of uh, injury related. I'm pulling it okay. up right now, for
0: guys. Well, Bear you- with me. Well, then would you say that the Patriots uh, at home against the Broncos and the Especially Titans no at home goal. against the Bills, both of those games don't have a line as well? Would you say that those are COVID related? Who? The Patriots at home against the Broncos. Oh, oh no, actually, that's the scheduled. Is that the schedule? No, that's not the schedule. Monday night. No. And the Bills being moved to Tuesday, those two games being moved. Do you think that that's why there's no line on ESPN? Because that is COVID related. Those two games.
2: A hundred percent. Okay, cool. 100%. Lamar Jackson, uh, knee slash illness, is expected to suit up against the Bengals on Sunday despite having missed Thursday's practice due to a stomach ache. Akam Schefter is reporting on ESPN, guys, but I think he's going to suit up. And I think this line is going to be uh, double digits. Do you guys agree with me?
1: Yeah, A division for sure. game, but it'll be double digits. Angel Brill will still maybe have a nice little fantasy day, starting off his career on the right foot from a statistical standpoint. There's no way Lamar doesn't play. It's going to be at least 10, 11 points.
2: How about the Panthers, man? Guys, what do you guys think? The Falcons, are they going to finally get off the Schneid?
0: Panthers, uh, they're going to have to actually... You know, this is a game that-, that spread looks that... That spread looks weird. I mean, the this Falcons... Might- yeah, they're 0 and four, and yet they're favored. So and they're this at might home. be a. But uh, I mean, I mean, you got to
2: admit, Mike, it's a short favorite at a minus one. So I think people don't that.
1: think Carolina is as good as they kind of perceive to be. I mean, I don't know.
2: All right, guys, what do you guys think though? This NFC East. A lot of our fans are probably cowgirl fans out there. I don't know why. The NFC East just seems to be such a popular division, even though they fuck <laughs> every year. That's <laughs> a, dumpster in the football. <laughs> a dumpster fire. Ah, fast. Never no, in New York. Times. Oh, Sean's <laughs> favorite ref. What's his name? What's his name? Illegal.
1: Uh, illegal touching.
0: <laughs> illegal touching. I'm going to find out right
1: now. That is my favorite ref. <laughs>
0: He's half <laughs> interference. Illegal defense. Ca-
2: illegal Forty-seven. Ca- Illegal touching. But Dwayne Haskins, he did just get (laughs) (laughs) benched. And not only did he go back down to the second starter, he is the third stringer now with Alex Smith (laughs) trying to come back as he
0: is recovering from an ACL. Jerome Boga. (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you, Mike Tyson, for that uh, injury update on Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> or, or I mean, uh, <laughs> no <injury> real <laughs>
2: talk, though, dude. This, 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 I mean, come on, guys. In all honesty, uh, sorry for all my little shenanigans or, right now, but in all honesty, dude, this NFC East—it's a, it, I mean, it's a toss-up still. As much as you want to think, oh, how many points do the Cowboys put up? But they suck. Philly barely got their first win. Dwayne Haskins can't do nothing, and we all know what the New York Giants are about. I mean, how is one? How are one of these teams going to be a playoff representative? I,
0: I ah, don't know, I don't know. Tell me how? Sway.
2: None of these teams should be in the playoffs if they were to start today. No, but yet one of them is going to make it. No, I mean, and why couldn't it be the Washington Football
0: Team getting, you know, damn near almost fifteen to one odds? Right. And then, dude, like Dallas, I have no confidence in in laying eight and a half points, even if they're at home. I don't care if Dak Prescott has got almost 1,700 yards, nine touchdown passes. That don't mean anything when you can't beat anybody. When There should be 0-4. If, if Atlanta isn't stupid and jumps on the freaking ball, it's just, oh, I'm going to freaking stare at the ball. <laughs> like if they actually were football players and they actually had a brain and fell on the ball, then the Dallas Cowboys would be 0-4.
2: Washington football team, 12 to one to win the NFC East, Philadelphia Eagles, plus 120 Dallas Cowboys, minus 125. They're saying Dallas or Philly is 100 percent going to win this thing. But why couldn't Washington football team with Ron Rivera at the helm? New season, new coach, right? Bench and Haskins. I mean, this 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 division, I, I don't see Philly or Dallas being able to win this thing. Clear cut. I mean, it's kind of, Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's kind of, you know, precedented that they will just because they kind of have the better odds and better players in my opinion. But I mean, man, if you're looking for value, I think this might be the only value you're going to get in many I mean, of these uh, conference uh, uh, leagues right now.
0: Well, look at Philadelphia that that one time that might help them at the end of the year, they could end up winning the division by a half a freaking game, you know, but I don't know. Washington, they could cover a seven-point spread this weekend at home, but I still see the LA Rams coming in and, and winning the game. And the Niners, Sean, 5-1, to one, if you think
2: they have a chance at battling your Seattle Seahawks, uh, Sean.
1: I definitely think so. We still got to play them two times. We're only two games behind them. I think when healthy, we're more of a complete team. I think we definitely have to get our confidence up, get some wins under our belt, and get back to just gelling and like I said, it's a long season. I think Seattle's obviously starting off super hot, 4-0, probably the best quarterback in the football, doing uh, such a great job, especially with D.K. Metcalf. And uh, what's his name? Tyler Lockett. But on the other hand, I think the Niners went healthy. You know, they got some pretty good weapons on their own, I think the defense is a difference. So as long as they get healthy, I mean, not to say those other teams in NFC West aren't good either because the Cardinals, they're pretty damn good. The Rams, I mean, they're playing better than everyone thought. So... It's not just you know Seattle we have to worry about, but I think when healthy and playing at their highest potential, I think the Niners are still a team to beat. I t-
0: I'll tell you what watching IU play the last couple games and hurtling fools and stuff. Oh, I am like so dude, I am so like just chomping at the bit to see rugs finally be hundred percent healthy and get on the field because that's what, you know, specifically about this game. I feel that the Raiders drafted specifically this year, you know, the three receivers that they drafted, they're trying to imitate what, you know, what Kansas City's doing, you know, the trick plays and the and speed, speed, speed. So, man, I'm just, just waiting for him to finally get on the damn field. That's two years in a row where some, you know, uh, these guys that you that they draft and you're excited about get hurt. You know, Jonathan Abram, shoot. He's had like two different times this year already that he, he looks like he might be just down and out. So, man, I, I can't wait for Ruggs to get back on the field.
2: That boy's a loose cannon, man. Abrams, but Rugs. uh the good thing about it, Mike, though, he's not out for the season, man. He just, no, got no, a, I know. he just got a little injury. He got to get through right now. Unfortunately, we remember Mr. Abrams last year, first game, first half of the Sellman. of the season. He was out. So, yeah. But uh, we're still a we're still a work in progress. We're not gonna. Uh, hey, I'd say by next year, Mike, Las Vegas Raiders. Hopefully, if they get to open up that new stadium to fans, yeah. Hey, I hope we're there to experience one of those games, man. I hope so, bro. I'll be honest with you because I think that it's not going to be this year, but I think that if they can kind of work, maybe get a couple more uh, acquisitions coming into next season, the non-COVID crazy year-related season, I think that our Las Vegas Raiders might be able to do something uh, going forward, man. I'm excited for the future, bro.
0: I'm hope I hope so. Me too. Uh, so Sean, Mark's lock of the week is the Houston Texans at home against Jacksonville Jaguars, laying five and a half points. Uh, do you have, have the Jets plus seven and a half? And the Jets Don't do not that. do not sleep on the Jets as well. Thank you, Mark. Um, but Sean, is there a game that you would would say that's your lock? Like like what would you say if you had put you know, put a paycheck on one game this week? What would you say?
1: Oh, uh, well, I think just the way we were talking about how good this team is and kinda how close the last game was and when you kinda go up against this quarterback, kinda just kills your spirits. I think that Chiefs game, to be honest. I think the Chiefs are gonna unfortunately like I said I've been big on the Raiders this season, but I mean it might be a two score game. Maybe like one of those good controlled two score games just the Chiefs kinda just simply get the better of them. But I do see the Chiefs handling the Raiders.
0: Yeah, I mean I hope it does I hope you're wrong. But, uh, but yeah, but, and then for me, we already talked about it, but with the week off coming back home with the defense, I would say if I would have put a paycheck on a game this week, I would say the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to cover a touchdown spread at home against the Philadelphia Eagles in the battle of Pennsylvania.
1: Good call, Mike. I, like I do that one. like
0: that, Mike. I do like that with that extra rest and then being eager out, to,
2: eager to play. And especially with Ben Roethlisberger trying to be the comeback uh, player of the year, right? So
0: mm-hmm, yeah. that's
2: a good call. That's a good call, Mike. Uh, comic bookie fans to so take Mike's offer up on that, try to parlay it. Uh, the comic bookie parlay.
0: Why not, man? There why you you
2: <laughs> come up with it every week.
0: <laughs> there you go. There you go. So uh, going from football into baseball real quick, Mark, unfortunately, our A's uh, do it again to us. But, you know, at least they got out of the uh, a damn wild card game. They won a series. But unfortunately, they lose to the Houston Astros, who all of a sudden, you know, they play under 500. They have, you know, they have the the split stats of, you know, Altuve, Correa, Bregman, um, you know, all those guys, Springer and, and what they did in the regular season compared to like the 2017-18 season. And they take care of RAs uh, three games to one. And so they await the winner of the Yankees and the Rays. Um, with the remaining teams... How confident are you guys in? Are you guys are you guys dead set on Yankees and Dodgers still? Like, what do you guys think?
2: I'm more confident in the remaining teams than I'd be confident in any of the damn A's bullpen pitchers this damn year. Oh my god, hurt. so
0: freaking frustrating. Uh,
2: but it is what it is, Mike. We're happy to see them at least get the chance to fight for more than one, just a one game series, like they usually do True. in the wild card. Uh, Melvin has got to be very, very disappointed in the way his pitching staff performed. Uh, Dusty obviously is very excited in the way his uh, hitting hit. But, hey, Tampa Bay is going to have something to say for them, man. Don't you worry about that, brother.
0: Yeah, they they let one slip by him, though. Got the series tied uh, 2-2 with the Yankees. The uh, Atlanta Braves take care of the Miami Marlins. They sweep that series 3-0. The Dodgers, like you just told us uh, via text message, Mark, the Dodgers take care of the San Diego Padres twelve to three. So yeah, not uh, not many teams less um, less. Not many teams left, but I mean, I, I just can't see. I do see the winner of the Tampa Bay Rays and the New York Yankees. There. I do see them. <laughs> I do see that team making it to the World Series, representing the AL against the Dodgers. Who? the winner of the yankees and rays series i see representing the al i can't i can't in good conscience and being an a's fan screw houston them freaking cheaters banging on trash cans they probably did it this series damn it you know how how they just hit the snot out of the ball all they, you know they, like all they, four they, games dude
1: they, they, they used hit the
0: freaking crap out of the ball they used the silence this
2: year instead. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, I, mean, so. I
1: think the fans are gonna hold them back as they're pitching. But I mean, I actually watched every game of that series. I knew it was gonna be like a home run fest. I knew there's gonna be a lot of back and forth. I mean, that A's game yesterday, they came back from a three, you know, run deficit. And even today, I mean, obviously the Houston Astros got the best of the A's, but. Yeah, I think right now, Houston, they do kind of have a chip of like, hey, you know what, we screwed up. Yeah, flat out, we cheated. But the steps that they've taken, you know, uh, they don't have Verlander. I think everyone's like, oh, they're going down the drain. They don't even make out the first round. And here they are, you know, one series away from the World Series. I think the key is getting Dusty Baker. I mean, you have an experienced uh, coach who's really kept control of that team. And, I mean, the stars are shining. out Altuve, Bregman, Correa, and it's – The players, you know, we love to hate, and, you know, they stay hot. I mean, I don't think in our right mind we want to pick the cheaters, but I think we have to give them a fighting chance because, I mean, if they're going to keep hitting the way they're hitting, there's no reason why they can't end up being in the World Series again. The team that beats probably the Dodgers at this point, I think. uh, But, you know, there's, there's some good teams in there, you know. I think that Rays series and Yankees series is going really, really good. Hopefully the Rays come out victorious there, but it's just hard. Are, I,
0: mean, I think the Braves are going to push the Dodgers too. That's not going to be some sweep or like a 4-1 win.
1: Definitely, I not, definitely not. I see I like that going
0: six, seven games.
1: And I think if the Braves can get early starts, they have a chance. They, I mean, they have to make sure they match hitting because the Dodgers can score at any given time. And I think that will be the key of that series. If they can just keep, they can maybe keep the Dodgers playing from behind, get the runs early, they'll have a fighter's chance. What do you think,
0: Mark?
2: Uh, Honestly, guys, I'd like to say that I actually kind of really like the Braves in this series. I mean, to be completely honest with you, they come and they pull the sweep. I mean, it just seems like they've been wanting this for so long. They got this team together and COVID year or not. They just seem to be clicking on all cylinders, right? Uh, Just pounding Miami, pounding. I mean, what they're in the postseason so far they are 5-0 and right they've uh, swept all their series and now they get a little bit of rest uh, actually not much because uh, we all know that the Dodgers also swept as well but I just think that like you guys said I think that the Braves are going to be a force to be reckoned with and that don't count them out man definitely do not count them out man I uh, what the Marlins scored five runs on them the whole series, and that was in the first game. You're looking at a nine to five score, two to zero, seven to zero. So obviously the Braves pitching has been where they wanted to be.
1: And
0: uh well, yeah, didn't the didn't the Red score zero runs in the two games they against them too? Zero
1: run. they didn't uh, two yeah, runs. So they're
0: gonna have two runs in final, uh, five games. Five games. So yeah, Crazy. I mean, you're right. I mean, they're going up against a just a a juggernaut of a Dodgers lineup, but you know, but we'll see. That's why that, that's why I said going, you know, they're pitching against that lineup. I could see it going six, seven games. It's going to be exciting.
2: I think, I think Atlanta might take it though, guys, to be completely,
1: to be complete. I know Sean,
2: I know Sean hopes. Oh, I'm hoping man. (laughs) I'm telling you right now, man, do not sleep on this Atlanta team. There's just some teams that I see some fire in them. At certain times, and right now, I mean, who would have thought last year that the Nats were going to win the World Series? But they did, right? Don't bitch, sleep. Yeah. Do not sleep on Atlanta. That's all I'm if saying.
1: Dodgers Astros series. I literally will not watch any of it. I wouldn't even care to watch any of it at this but point. Because you
2: know that because you know the Dodgers are going to come and get what was
0: owed to them last time when the trash cans were banging. So yeah, I mean, anybody but anybody but the Astros for me.
1: He's I mean, yeah, the
0: thing I, is, I, I never want the Yankees to win, but I would say anybody but the Astros, please. And how I funny. Always
1: wonder how the fans feel, bro. When you actually think about that, I mean, we've always had that like, oh, if you aren't cheating, you aren't trying. But I mean, when we say cheating, there's a degree of like, OK, that's what the hell are you even thinking? But like we're A's and Giants fans and say like our teams is the one that won the World Series. And it comes out, that oh, these fools are doing signs or something worse than steroids. Uh, Come on, because steroids, yes, you you, you you
2: enhance your body, but you still have to go still in there. The so you hit the ball. You still I, have I, to I, go out there that. and perform blindly. When the you're biggest advantage of the, what the Astros did you, is timing. I mean, you that's like playing timing. blackjack and knowing what car is going to be flipped to you on the other side.
0: Yeah, yeah true. You know,
2: I mean, the, no casino would tolerate what the hell the, the Astros did. That,
1: well, those you have those what? four right. tenths of a second to decide if you're going to swing or not so the fact that hey it's an off speed pitch that's all i need to know i don't care if it's a change up or a curveball just having the fast having long. the edge that i agree you know when you think about it from that perspective there's no doubt that's definitely cheating yeah, so i mean for sure yeah
2: the, yeah steroids hand eye contact whatever you want to talk about your hands your senses are enhanced or whatnot but at the end of the day, you still have to go out there and perform without no extra, you know,
1: knowledge on the pitch.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, and then when someone and then when someone was taking steroids, um, I can think of maybe a team uh, like like the Texas Rangers. They probably had at most three guys: Juan Gonzalez, Rafael Palmeiro, and Pudge Rodriguez. So that's like three. Now you have the Astros where nine guys plus bench players, they all know what's coming. It's not not just Mark McGuire and Jose Canseco, two guys. It's not just Barry Bonds. It's not just Roger Clemens pitching once every five days. It's every guy in the lineup, every single at bat, knowing what's coming.
1: How does are you that tarnish them from getting into the Hall of Fame as much as steroids would? Honestly, um,
0: yes, because if if the writers are sticklers with steroids, like they they, are. Better be, they better be sticklers for this, hands down.
1: Say you know, Correa goes off and wins freaking four or five World Series. He's a you know, hey, what well, they have? What two right now? I think right.
0: They won.
1: Yeah, Was it one,
0: two? one or two? I forgot. You know, young
1: team. I no. mean. You know, they have a couple players that, hey, you take away that cheating scam. You can say, damn, if they kept doing that, these guys are probably Hall of Famers. But no, I agree. They're probably off that ballot.
0: Yeah. So we have plenty of games. Um, I'm not sure if those series start at the beginning of next week, but we at least have one more, a game five for the Yankees and Rays. So stay tuned for more. We'll be posting plenty of things on our Instagram, our Facebook, and our Twitter page about all of these series and what's going on. So stay tuned for that. Um, Let's go to the track, boys. So we have the Roval the roval the good old roval and we have uh, a bunch of news so before we go get into this race mark there's a few things to report we have drivers who are switching cars we have drivers who are no, who are switching jobs as far as going from the cars to the studio so yeah this is a big week for nascar
2: we already knew it was gonna happen, right, with Clint Boyer during the pandemic yeah. and all of the eye racing situations that they had and he was in the Fox studio with Mike Joy.
0: But dude, he was built for that, bro. Jeff, he was built to be in the he, studio then. You can just see during those eye races he was having a freaking time of his life. Just
1: living life, man.
2: And you just <laughs> and you guys just gotta think about it. You put yourself in Clint Boyer's shoes, you know. You're ending the end of your career. You've had a long one. You've drove for Toyota. You drove for Ford. You drove for all types of different manufacturers. And you're looking, you're staring down the barrel of your career, and you're like, okay, I'm here sitting at 42 years old. I got a chance to go into, you know, broadcasting. They want me. Fox, a huge, you know, a huge company, a huge broadcasting company. And do I stay here at Stuart Haas and try to duke it out one more year? At the same time, knowing that Kevin Harvick might be, you know, retiring, you know, Kurt Bush might be hanging it up. Although, like I told you guys earlier, he doesn't have kids. So I can see Kurt lasting a little bit longer. But we're getting to the point where, you know, we see Jimmy Johnson, he's gone. Obviously, it doesn't seem like he wants to do too much in the booth. I don't know if he's really built for that. You guys mentioned Clint, he's built for it. He really is. That Kansas kid, he loves to talk. He loves to just joke around and I'm excited to see, you know, what he's going to do in that part of his career. But I think this was a move that he had to make that, you know, there might not have been this opportunity open to him in the next year or two. So he had to move on it quick. And at the same time, Stuart Haas, they're going to be able to put, you know, a great up and coming driver into which we think is going to be Mr. Chase Briscoe, who currently drives for the Stuart Haas, you know, sister team. In the Xfinity series with the 98. So, I mean, why not? I think it's a win win for both parties. I think that I I wouldn't even say both parties. I would say all three parties involved. Actually, all four parties, if you will. I would say Fox, Stuart Haas, Clint, and Chase Briscoe. I think all parties involved, you're kind of. Mm-hmm. You can your the pros kind of outweigh the cons. And why not? Going forward, I think that Stuart Haas with Cole Custer, the first rookie to get a win in his rookie season, and who knows how long he was able to accomplish that this year in Kentucky. And I think that with Kevin Harvick being able to stay there another year or two and maybe groom some of these, you know, younger drivers and in and Briscoe and Custer. And Almarola, your favorite, Mike, I think that they got a team that's really, uh, you know, pointed towards the future over there in NASCAR going forward, man.
1: Well, it's crazy that we had all this news about Clint Boyer. And I couldn't help but go look at some public records into how much this guy is worth. Why not retire? The guy's worth like $40 million. $40 million. Yeah, yeah. Turn your head that fast, bro. literally. Crazy. What do you mean forty
2: million, Sean? Forty I think million. Based assets. off of
1: earnings, sponsorship, just kind of like, you know, what's his net worth? And it was like forty million dollars. I'm like, damn, this guy, I mean, I know he's an older racer. He's that veteran, not like super old that he can go maybe another five years, but damn, man, why as well retire, hang out with the family, go to the booth, which you're beyond made for. Yeah. You know, I only gotta deal with the extra stresses. Money's for damn sure not an issue with them. Hey, I applaud you, brother. Congrats.
0: Yeah. Like first thinking when I first heard the news, I kind of picture him being like the, the, uh, NASCAR version of Terry Bradshaw to where he's an old player, you know, he <laughs> was successful cracking jokes just from Kansas city. And then, you know, cause Terry Bradshaw is down from what Mississippi or Louisiana. Sorry. You know, he's just the the, the Southern boy or whatever. And just cracking jokes, but at the same time, giving really good insight and opinion on the, his sport. So it's going to be cool to see him, to see him in the booth. It's going to be cool. But, um, yeah. So the Roval. so. I don't know who a favorite is Mark. I know you have it up, but Sean, I know this, you know, there's going to be one driver in particular who's going to be in the first, second or third place as far as uh, odds are concerned, a guy who is just dominating on these road courses, uh but Mr. Chase Elliott, I could see him not sure winning, but he does see races damn well on the road courses. Mark, you got those odds up?
2: um bear with me real quick I was trying to find out some information about the 48 we all know we all know that Bowman's going into the 48 I find that a weird uh kind of move but we kind of talked about it if you guys want to yeah. give your takes on it real quick while I pull up some odds I, I think mean, we that were,
0: I mean we we're talking about Larson because you know me being, um, you know, a former slash current fan, you know, kind of hoping that he has a redemption story, you know, like what he did was was unspeakable. And, you know, but I personally don't feel that, you know, when, when people make a mistake like that, you know, if, as long as he's genuine, he did write the official letter to NASCAR apologizing. So it's not up to me to forgive him and necessarily not forget, but to give him another shot and if he goes into the eighty eight car, there were speculations where his like his official number is fifty seven and there used to be a fifty seven at, at, at you know at Hendrick Motorsports. So I don't know. I knew when there was rumors that Larson was gonna go into the forty eight, I I personally thought that they weren't gonna do that because Jimmy Johnson Jimmy Johnson retiring a seven-time champion, just the prestige that comes with that number, I don't think that they would immediately want to put someone like Kyle Larson and all the baggage that he comes with directly into that car. So I'm not surprised that they move Bowman, who's more of a consistent driver than William Byron, into that car. Chase is solid in the nine. So I don't know. I don't know who's like, like Mark, if it's not going to be Larson, who would you say, or or Sean, who would you say is going to take the 88 car? If it's not Kyle Larson, is it someone from Xfinity? Is it someone else? I don't know.
2: I think it's going to be Larson brother. I mean, fortunately for you, I think that both of you guys are going to be riding high on the HMS train. Because uh, I think that, you know, I've been a NASCAR fan. Many, many moons beyond you guys. And I've always heard that Mr. Rick Hendrick has always been kind of infatuated with uh, Kyle Larson. So I just think it's going to happen. I think that's just this is just a little bit of shuffling that they have to do. Uh, Mike, like you mentioned, the sponsors, it might have been something that Ally wasn't down with. You know what I mean? So... I mm-hmm. think that, you know, it makes sense, Mike. This is just something to revamp Kyle Larson's image, right? Because you bring Kyle Larson into the 48, that's an image already that's already there that he's trying to regain confidence in. You bring him into the, you know, the, whatever it be. Anything that is there with Mr. Rick Hendrick, I feel like is already established. And in order to revamp Kyle Larson's career, in order to revamp sponsorship deals and revamp the whole persona around what he did and what he's trying to clean up around, I think that this is only fitting. And don't you wait, because it's going to happen, Mike. I said it here many podcasts ago. Uh, You will give me my credit in due time. But until then, I'm pretty sure that Sean is going to be very happy to hear, ladies and gentlemen, the Bank of America Roller 400 Charlotte Motor Speedway coming on Sunday, 11.30 a.m. Pacific, 2.30 a.m. p.m. Eastern. Sean, your guy, Chase Elliott, like I said, two and a half to one favorite. This guy is goddamn. This guy is killing it on road courses. Martin Truex six to one, Kevin Harvick six and a half to one, Hamlin seven and a half to one. You got Ryan Blaney at an eleven to one, Kozlowski and Logano and Kyle Busch at fifteen to one, Bowman at seventeen to one. Guys, do you guys think there is any value going on after Logano at fifteen to one? It's kind of hard to believe there is. Yeah. Chase Elliott is just a monster on these tracks. What have you guys?
0: Yeah, I mean, if you have three different drivers in Kurt Busch, Denny Hamlin, and then Chase Elliott winning those races, and that you only have you only have five more spots. This is the last race of the of the final twelve, so this is definitely going to shake things up. It's you know, it's unfortunate for guys like Eric Amarola and possibly Kyle Busch. You know, like like who do you think is going to be the f- who do you think are the four drivers that are going to be left out?
2: And it's scary because he's on the bubble, right? My guy, Logano, he's pretty close to the bubble after not being able to finish last week. Uh, such a strong car. We all know he's such a good driver at uh, these super speedway races, but we know what happens there. So I don't know, man. I think that I, I honestly believe that Elliot's going to get in, man. He's going to uh, he's going to advance to the next round. He just is because this is one of his best tracks and he's just so great at these road courses. Hamlin got the win. Bush got the win. So I don't know. We know that Harvick's gonna advance just on points, right? It looks like Kozlowski's gonna advance just on points. So I think it's gonna come down, you know, to Logano, you know, Bowman, Elliott. Truex, it's going to come down to
0: these drivers that are going to be fighting for these last couple of spots, man. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's going to be tough for those guys. You know what? Austin Dillon, he's been racing pretty good actually these playoff races, but I don't know. Eric Amarola. Yeah. I don't think there's going to be much parity as far as the, like the bottom three, but those, but like the last, the first person out and the last person in is going to be like the one who's going to be like, Oh crap. You know, like what a surprise because Chase wins and it's three different, you know, drivers winning, you know. The standings right now is
2: Denley Hamlin 1 with the one win, Kurt Busch 2 with one win, you got Kevin Harvick with all those points that he acquired during the regular season and this playoffs in third Chase Elliott, Sean, he's already in fourth, going into probably his best race of the season. That's why I said that I love him so much. Brad Kozlowski is fifth. Martin Truex is sixth. Bowman is seventh. And there it is. You got Lagana right there on the cut line at eighth, sitting just a couple points ahead of Mr. Kyle Bush in ninth. So, man, I knew it. I didn't know it was this close. I actually thought Lo was a little bit closer to sixth or seventh, but no, he's fighting in one of his tracks that I believe that is not his best suited for him to try to compete in, but he's going to have to show a little bit more muscle than Mr. Alex Bowman and Martin Truex Jr. to try to advance man. So, uh, it's going to be tough. He's sitting at 15 to one odds to, to win this race. So, uh, Unfortunately, guys, uh, I'm going to be sitting there watching real close, hoping that Mr. Paul Wolf can come up with some magic for Joey Logano sitting there at the Charlotte Motor Speedway. Charlotte Motor, Motor. Speedway. Okay, what have you guys? Back. What do you say, Sean? Is your guy going to win it?
1: I mean, is it was going to be too said, much pressure though. mounted on him. Look at the 15 to 1 odds on Logano. It's unfortunate that, you know, they probably think he isn't going to win and i'm not saying that he exactly has to win but he for damn sure needs something to happen to obviously not get you know below that cut line but it does suck that it's one of these races that we already know up there is that one racer to worry about Mm -hmm. and in this case it's chase he's already in a good position going forward at two and a half to one man I, i think he's right there that he probably can win he probably should win but I just think at this point in the playoffs, there's just so much competition. So, Logano, I mean, best chance for him. I mean, I hope so, bro, that he can at least have a good performance. But right now, it's just that point where, you know, you have a racetrack that you already – what's the first thing we said? Chase. So, we already have something mm-hmm. to worry about. So, yeah. you know, he's already playing from behind to a degree.
0: I think I think Kyle Busch. I mean, look at these standings right now. Going into the race, if the top eight right now—Hamlin, Bush, Harvick, Elliott—actually Bush and Hamlin don't even matter. But if these other six guys, if they run towards the top ten, top twelve, you know, these guys like Bush and Dillon—they're in trouble because uh, Kyle Busch and Austin Dillon are tied at three thousand fifty-three points, but they're twenty-one points behind the cut line. Lugano, Logano. Logano. With Logano, that's a lot of catching up to do. They're gonna have to hope that guys like Logano, Bowman, and Trex Jr. are going to like DNF, like they're gonna have to, you know, or, or something to happen where they're running in the thirties. You know, what I'm saying and Kyle Busch up there in the top five, it's gonna take a lot. There's, it's definitely an uphill battle for the bottom four going into this weekend.
2: And it kind of sets up for somewhat of a boring race if I, if you're one of a Logano fan like I am, because I can just imagine. Legano, right? If you're sitting there 21 points ahead, like you mentioned, Mike of Bush and Dylan and whatnot, you're just hoping that you finish in the top 15. Hey, you bring this baby home top 15, 21 points already ahead, you know, unless Bush, Dylan or Boyer somewhat wins the race, which I I find highly, you know, I I find it hard to believe that they can, but you know, we know Logano, he's just looking for a top 15 these days, man, because he just wants to advance, get to some tracks that he's a little bit better at than this Roval. And uh, I'd be putting my money on Chase Elliott this week. Sorry, guys. This guy is just the man at this track. He's got mm-hmm. it figured out when it's when a, when a driver's got it figured out. Why? You know, unless he, unless someone bumps them, unless tire goes down, penalties, crew crew members just F them. I find it hard with two and a half odds to win just ever since this track and this reconfiguration came into
0: fruition. He's just been the man here, so kind of hard to bet against him. So there you have it. I mean, the Bank of America 400 at Charlotte Motor Speedway. This Sunday, if you don't, if you find yourself uh, watching a boring NFL game, please, we urge you to watch these NASCAR races, especially the Roval where it's Half of it is the, you know, the long, like, oh, can you make a right-hand turn? But, man, those road courses are really fun. So it's half and half. And, and that this,
2: is – And this is coming from a fan that is recently became a fan thanks to mm-hmm. yours truly comic bookie right. NASCAR fans out there. Mark uh, – comic bookie Mark has turned yo boys – into yeah. avid NASCAR uh, 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 aficionados, there due to go. the fact that it is not just left, 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 left. You pay attention. Yes, there's a lot of there's a lot of strategy, you know, mechanics, pit crews, and all types of stuff that goes into these races. So I urge you to check it in, check it out. Uh, if you guys want to know chime in with us we'll let you know the best races to watch the roval like mike just mentioned it will be a great one because close quarters right lefts and what have you so check it out bank of america 400 this sunday guys
0: yep there you have it man there's some nfl some major league baseball and some nascar talk for you we hope you thoroughly enjoyed episodes 82 and 83 a double dose this week Uh, again thank you so much to Um, Frank Gogol from SourcePoint Press jumping on with us and hope you guys enjoyed a little bit of sports talk. So uh, we are also, I forgot to mention, we are brought to you by Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, California. Yesterday, Wednesday was New Comic Book Day, so go get your stack of books. Um, But yeah, gentlemen, episode 83 is now in the books, so take it away.
1: I felt we just did a live doubleheader, guys, and I loved it. It Very, very fun uh, episode 82, 83 with the interview with Frank. Once again, thank you and congrats, Frank, for all the great things you're doing. And thanks and congrats to the not just the comic bookie fans, but to the comic bookies. Honestly, guys, we're doing great things. I'm loving all the opportunities that we're having between the interviews, all the different avenues uh, with the YouTube page, and of course our social media. So definitely fans, keep checking us out, keep supporting us, and vice versa. We're going to keep giving you guys all the different content. Climb in the world of sports and comics. And yeah, definitely what Mike says. Go to your local comic book shops and definitely support.
2: Just like my two co-hosts over here just said, yes, check us out on all our uh, Instagram At the comic bookies, at Twitter, at the comic bookies. We got Frank Gogol this week for you guys. We got picks for you guys. We got a couple leans, a couple likes, a couple dislikes, a couple watches out. But what we we got coming for you guys is another surprise next week. So bear with us. We come in with you guys with uh, surprises here and there. And uh, look, be on the lookout for 83 because it's going to be another uh, surprise for all you comic booky fans out there. But once again, thank you. And let us know. Chime in. Are we talking enough about your team or are we not? Are we talking enough about your favorite comic book or are we not? Are we talking too much about DC? Because that's what we're going to do here. Uh, that's what we do. We love Batman. We love our DC uh, stories out here. But as you know... We, uh, we listen and we read and we're into everything. So drop a line. Let us know at the comic bookies on all platforms. What do you, the fans, want us to get into, man? Thank you, guys. 82, another great, great, great 82 and a half episodes. Thank you, guys.
0: <laughs> there you have it. And before we round out the episode, I want to shout out the uh, – I forgot to last week, actually. But um, over on our stats, we have a, a download from a new country in the world. So Let thank me you know, so brother. much. Let me so, know. So thank you so much to the one person in Honduras, who downloaded an episode of the comic podcast. So hopefully we can get that up to, you know, 83 and have you download every single episode. We got to get
1: the comic bookie passports. We're going to start stamping every country that we're visiting.
0: Yep. I I hope it happens every week that we get a new country with a new fan, a new follower and what have you. So for Mark and for Sean, this is Mike. This has been the comic podcasts, 82 and 83. But like I always say, enjoy the sports, enjoy the comics and enjoy each other. Peace out. Have a wonderful, wonderful weekend
2: peace peace, and always enjoy each other and if you're the fan coming in from Honduras just remember hopefully you guys are in the world cup qualifying for the condom ball but if you're not thank you and we love you and keep bringing the heat we love you guys comic bookies baby